Hi, this is Tyler Schnudy, and you're listening to On Your Way Out, a podcast of Providence Church. On this platform, we're having conversations with members of our community and beyond about making more and better disciples of Jesus and what it means for us as we leave the walls of the church building and enter the world. So welcome into the Provcast. Welcome into the podcast, everybody. Welcome to On Your Way Out. Uh, this is an episode that I'm really excited for. Uh, we've been trying to do this for like a while now, like a couple couple times we've tried to set this up and it just hasn't worked out for just different reasons. And so we're finally able to do this. And uh, I just want to welcome three guests this week. This is the first time we got three guests. So yeah, this is exciting. So uh, <laughs> special. Yeah, you guys are special. So these are my friends. Uh, I'll just go around and introduce you guys and then I'll just maybe ask you to share a little bit about yourself and uh yeah then we'll go from there so i got luke gruppen over here on my left i got owen quillen over here kitty corner and we got jacqueline meyer so three high schoolers that i know in kind of like various ways and and in different capacities but all people that i personally really love and respect just in just the the ways that i do know them um and i'm excited just to like talk through some of the stuff with you guys so Mm -hmm. thank you all for for joining me Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So let's start by maybe each of you. We'll just kind of go around and just introduce yourself. Talk about um, like just where you're at in life. Um, what's going on? Uh, what's your relationship with Providence? And maybe just what is one thing you appreciate and have appreciated about being connected to Providence? Obviously, like for Luke, that'll be a little bit of a different context and perspective than you guys who've mm-hmm. been here a little bit longer. But um, I think that'll be cool just to hear that, too. So. Why don't we start this way? We'll go with Jacqueline first. Perfect. Okay. Um, my name is Jacqueline Meyer. Um, I'm a senior at Holland Christian. Um, I've been going to church all of my life here. My parents came here like 20-something years mm-hmm. ago. And so Providence has been a really big part of my life, which has been super cool. Yeah. Um, I think one thing that I appreciate about being connected to Providence Church is the community. I've met so many amazing people here mm-hmm. and like people who've moved on and people who are still here. And I'm continuing to meet more people, which is super great. So probably the community has been the biggest thing that I appreciate here. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That's a big part, I think, of a lot of people's mm-hmm. relationship with Providence is that they love yeah. the community and relationships that they've built. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about you over there? Uh, hi, my name is Owen Quillen. Um, I go to Zealand West High School. Um, my parents have always been at Providence, so I've been here my whole life. And uh, I really appreciate a uh, youth group because mm-hmm. I made a lot of friends there. Um, and one of my friends that I actually made since I was younger, um, I am hoping to room with him in college now. Nice. So, Tyler Bush. Tyler Bush. Are you guys going to room together? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's cool. I think be it's going to awesome. be pretty fun. That'll be a wild room. <laughs> <laughs> nice. What about you, Luke? My name is Luke Gruppen. Um, I'm a senior at Zealand East. Um, and right off the bat, I knew Providence was special. Um, there's a reason why my dad decided to even come here in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually went to youth group back in the day, mm-hmm. back in eighth grade. Oh, so, really? Um, it's kind of a full circle for me because some of my friends left and now I'm here. Hmm. Um, <laughs> so being able to bring myself and my family back is kind of cool too. Nice. Um, the thing that I appreciate most, just like Jacqueline said, is the community. Um, it was a really easy transition and we did not expect that. Hmm. Um, a lot a lot in my past um, church life is it always super complicated? Yeah. And um, this community feel has really taken um, a lot of toll off of my dad, and that makes um, our home relationship hmm. even better. Wow, that's cool. That's cool. So the kind of the reason why, at least for me, why I was excited to have you guys on is that to this point, we've had only people kind of in their adult stage of life mm-hmm. on the podcast, and we've just like talked about um, a lot of different things that, as it relates to... Um, yeah, our faith and specifically, I think a lot of it has been centered around um, having an active faith and kind of going out into the world. That's kind of the idea of the On Your Way Out title of the of the podcast even. Um, but we haven't had people like in high school. And I think there are so many really interesting things about that stage of life as you guys are continuing to grow. And I when we, we were thinking about like who could we bring in as, as high schoolers, Um, you guys were like the top, like a list candidates (laughs) that we wanted, um, for different reasons. Like, I think each of you have a unique perspective. Um, and each of you, I see a lot of maturity and, and also a lot of, I don't know how to say it, like simplicity almost in, in, in 
like your faith. Like I, I'm inspired, encouraged by, mm-hmm. by how I've seen you guys interact with God and whether that's your youth group or whether that's in just conversations. Um, so I thought it would be cool just to talk to you guys about your faith and in a way that I think is super relevant, even though obviously not all of us are in high school. Um, there are so many things about what you guys have gone through this year specifically um, and just in general about that stage of life that I think um, I just really resonate with. And, um, you know, so I think that's kind of the, the angle that I want to think about is like, just what does our faith look like for you and how does that interact with the rest of our community um, as a whole? So, so here's a question. And at, at this point, I just kind of want to open this up to all of us and so mm-hmm. we can just kind of have a conversation. Um, what is it like to live as a Christian teenager in today's world? What are some things that come to mind as you think about that? Like in the year 2020, um, being a Christian in high school, what are some what are some elements of that, and what is it like to try to try to live that out? And what are the, maybe some challenges and some some things about that that come to mind? I think it's definitely a struggle. Mm-hmm. Like um, constantly, like everything's changing so fast. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't know if I was going to school this week until like last Thursday, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely a struggle with everything. Yeah. 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 Well, to add on to that, I'd just say it it's really a life of sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um. You see it in so many different ways. I know for me and Owen, it's probably just a little bit different experience mm-hmm. in a public school yeah. um, than going to Holland Christian, but it really calls for a life of sacrifice. And if you're not willing to sacrifice yourself to his calling, um, the devil creeps in in many, many, mm-hmm. many different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so easy to be a, a lukewarm Christian in this society, um, especially in, in Holland and Zealand. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, it's it's just an upward battle, like yeah. Owen said. Well, it's interesting, and I'll ask you this, Jacqueline. Yeah. As someone who goes to Holland Christian, do you feel that, like, it's easier for us to say, obviously, in a public school, there's some challenges there in, like, the lukewarm aspects, and, like, you don't have to, you know, you don't always feel motivated to, like, really live it out fully. Mm-hmm. How does that relate to even being a Holland Christian? Is it is there that same kind of challenge? Yeah, I think definitely we take things for granted, right? Like things like chapel, it's like, oh, it's just another thing we have to do, like chapel three times a week. It's Mm -hmm. different this year, of course. But I think it's something, at least Christianity, at Holland Christian, from my point of view, is something that's kind of assumed. Mm -hmm. It's not always talked about, which is super sad. Mm -hmm. And something this year I'm trying to even open up with my friends and classmates and more about that, like, because I want to know, like, where they're at in their faith life and stuff like that. And I love having those conversations, but sometimes it's super easy to just assume that everyone yeah. thinks the same way and believes the same way and is, like, is a Christian, when in reality, right. I don't even know where they're coming from. Right, and I experienced that. Like, So I went to public school um, most of my middle school and high school life, and then I went to Taylor University, which is, like, a Christian university. And obviously that's a little bit different than mm-hmm. high school in certain ways, but I experienced that, like, with a lot of my friendships um, in that time where... Yeah, there's like a certain level of just like you're right. You just sort of assume that mm-hmm. we're kind of all on the same page, yeah. and then you don't necessarily challenge each other or encourage each other to really deepen yeah. that because mm-hmm. you're kind of like, oh yeah, we're you know we all believe the same exactly, thing. Yeah. When in reality, um, like you may be really struggling, but mm-hmm. that's like the interesting thing about a Christian culture yeah. when it's just sort of assumed like that. Right? Yeah. Have you guys experienced like so? You both went to Zealand Christian Middle School. No, I, I did. You yeah, did. Okay. I went you, to Zealand, Zealand's Middle School, Zealand West Middle School. Gotcha. So. Okay. So, what have you experienced, Luke, um, transitioning from Zealand Christian to public? Um, how has that changed, like, just how you think about like your role as a Christian in those different settings? Right. Um, going to a public school was a long thought out process. Mm-hmm. Um, I went on a rite of passage trip with my dad to Israel, um, eighth grade summer, and that blew my mind. Hmm. Um, Walking where Jesus walked and being able to learn the topic that we were studying was servant leadership. And where and how did Jesus model that? And growing up, it was great going to a Christian school. I'm really happy that he did, Mm -hmm. especially because of Spanish immersion. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's a huge benefit Mm -hmm. um, for my future and Christ's kingdom. But going to a public high school, there are a lot of people that say they aren't Christians and will tell you that straight up. Hmm. Then there's a lot of people that will say, hey, I'm a Christian and live it the exact opposite way when they go home or on the weekends. Mm -hmm. And then there's those couple, those few that really live it out. Mm -hmm. Um, So being able to find those couple 
has been a really, really difficult and painful process for me. Mm -hmm. Um, Relationship building is why Jesus came down Mm -hmm. um, to be with us. So I think that being able to build relationships is the key point of high school and beyond. Um, So I'm really happy that I got the opportunity to go to a public school to be able to start learning how to understand people in the real Mm -hmm. world Mm -hmm. as well. That's a really good point. And that's actually something that I am pretty passionate about when I think about, yeah, my faith and what is our role as Christians kind of in the world. Um, So, again, like, so I I did go to public school in in middle school and high school. I was actually homeschooled until I was in fourth grade. And I had a conversation with my dad, like, a few years ago. And we were, like, talking about, like, their decision to not homeschool us anymore, like our whole family. Mm -hmm. And what he said was, like, he didn't want the decision for me to be homeschooled or for any of my siblings to be homeschooled to be rooted in fear. And that's what they kind of decided was like, we don't want to have to feel like we're afraid of what would happen in a public setting. Mm -hmm. We don't want to feel like we're like, we just feel like we need to protect our kids. There is a level of that that is important, right? But for them, they, they said, we feel like we have this foundation of faith that we see in our kids that we feel comfortable letting them kind of be, a, a little bit be exposed mm-hmm. to really what the world is because the world is not a Christian bubble in the sense, and that's not to call Holland Christian a Christian bubble or, no. or Holland <laughs> in itself a Christian bubble. It's but not cute. <laughs> yeah, it's not. And I think there's an element of like, I think it's cool that you get to see see yourself as a Christian. High school is such a cool way because you're just surrounded by peers all the time. Mm-hmm. Obviously, not as much this year, but <laughs> um, you know, in a normal situation, like you are constantly every day put in positions where you are interacting with people your own age, mm-hmm. but with probably a lot of different beliefs. And maybe it's harder to see that at yeah. Holland Christian, mm-hmm. totally. But I think it's still there, yeah. right? So I don't know. That's that's really cool. And you maybe you touched on this a little bit, but what is what, what would you say is like the biggest challenge for you in living out your faith in that way? Like what are some of the things that kind of make that hard to do? I think maybe for me it'd be the distractions. You know, there's so many good things going on, whether it be like extracurriculars or that kind of thing. And for me, I just need to make more time and to sit down and be like, I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to pray. I'm going to make mm-hmm. time for youth group because mm-hmm. there's so many good things going on and so many just even like things like Netflix and that kind of thing. Like right. it's like, I'd rather just be doing mindless things when I've been sitting in front of a computer all day. But I think for me, it's the distractions and it's trying to live like that focused life, like mm-hmm. in a world that's living and breathing distractions, you know? So. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. What do you think? I guess kind of go off to off of distractions more as like, you're not surrounded by people who are of faith every single day when I'm going to school. So like, I won't say it's frowned upon to be a Christian or like practice that in school, but like to an extent, like you're not, you don't want to like go and infringe on somebody's life mm-hmm. who like has, no, wants nothing to do with it. I don't know like yeah. what, where I'm trying to go, but like not everybody at a public school is going to be a Christian. Right. And it's just harder when you're not surrounded that by people like that daily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the, a little bit of the, the unique part of being in a public school versus a Christian school mm-hmm. is that, you know, and it's, the culture is so different. And I think yeah. in some ways, and it, I, I don't go to, obviously I don't go to either of these schools, <laughs> so I don't know exactly like the, the social context of, of what it's like, but um, I imagine that they're similar, they're more similar than you might think. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and there's just, yeah, that that's, that's a hard thing. I think is knowing how to, engage with people that maybe don't want to be engaged with in that way, right? And not judge them. And not judge mm-hmm. them for it. Which I think that word is used way too broadly. Sure. Um, but you never want to attack someone. Um, that's the hard part about build, building a relationship first is getting to that point, mm-hmm. um, especially for me in a public school, getting to that point where I can bring up these topics, mm-hmm. bring up these points that, you know, God is real and he doesn't really like the way you're living right now, mm-hmm. you know? Um, you can't how do you do that? just walk up to someone and say, and how do you do face. that in love? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, yeah, it's really hard. It is hard. That's where like, I think you're right. I think there are different, me- different methods that different people are, have strengths in and mm-hmm. how they would share the gospel with someone or how they would approach that conversation. I think there are people that have been really gifted in kind of like really quickly entering into that stuff. Um, and for me, I don't, 
I don't feel like I've been gifted in that way, but I do have, I think a gift of like listening and like empathy. Like I can mm-hmm. kind of listen to somebody and, um, I sort of have an ability to sort of see all sides of every issue. And so like, I can usually kind of see where people are coming from. And I think what you're saying, Luke, that I agree with is like, when you develop a little bit of trust with that person where they know, like they might even know you're Christian and you have different beliefs, but they don't feel that you're going to come at them attacking them and they can develop a a friendship and a relationship with you. That sort of gives you a a doorway into some of that stuff in a, in a different context than if you were just walking up to somebody. Right out of the blue, right? Definitely. Yeah. Um, well, as you're, as you're kind of going about, like, obviously this year has brought about more challenges than other years. Mm -hmm. What are some things you think about, like, um, your church community, maybe your friends, um, maybe it's Providence church as a whole. What are some ways that the church can kind of partner with you and help you better your faith? What are some things that you see? Like I could, this is like how I see the church, um, helping me in th- some of this stuff. I think maybe like giving encouragement. I'm a word person, so I love like when people say like you're doing great, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I think encouragement for the youth because I won't lie, this year hasn't been easy. <laughs> like yeah. it's kind of crazy. And so I think encouragement and also just kind of like um, more opportunities to come together. You know, I think even like community within the church and community with youth, even like, Mm. I think it'd be so cool someday if there'd be like a mentoring program for youth and like of older generations, just to hear like all the amazing things that they've Mm. been through because they've seen things and they know things that we probably don't even know about yet. So like, just like encouragement and then like coming alongside of us, I think is Mm. super good. Yeah. I'd like to piggyback on that. Um, discipleship, Mm -hmm. discipleship, Mm -hmm. discipleship. (laughs) Um, I think if, uh, the generations above us are not discipling us, hmm. and then we're not discipling our younger generation. The church is going to be lost very soon. Hmm. Um, I think we've lost discipleship, um, and I don't know really where that starts, what generation that starts. That's not the point. What the point is we have to get back on that path mm-hmm. of speaking into people's lives. Hmm. Um, without that, it's going to be really tough in these upcoming days yeah. because of how the world is going right now. And sort of define what you mean by like, what does that look like for you? Like in your life of someone discipling you or you discipling someone like, what does that, what does that mean for you? Um, for example, my dad knows a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was at a party one time, church party. And, <laughs> uh, and uh, he got connected with a um, basketball trainer um, who is, in love with the Lord. Mm. Um, and he has been discipling me at least three times a week through basketball. Mm. Um, but we have godly, godly conversations every time afterwards. Mm. Um, in my life, I think I need to be discipling a generation lower than me as well. Mm. Um, it shows maturity and it brings up the new kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, we do a lot of kids camps for basketball. Hey kid, how are you doing? Um, just building relationships so that if you see them another time, you know, you can mm-hmm. continue to talk to them. Yeah. The other part is you have to have specific people that you're mentoring, right? Mm-hmm. And I think right now in the stage of life, especially once I hit college, I need to start pouring into people specifically. Mm. Right now, I think I need to absorb a little bit more to, um, I guess, grasp what God is calling me to do and what he wants me to do right now. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's what stage of life I'm in right now. Do you feel like there is a, like, because you said, like, you feel that if the culture of, like, the lack of discipleship continues, that could really be harmful, um, which I agree with completely. And I do see that in some ways. I remember as a kid growing up, like, through my youth group, um, I do remember like specific people really pouring into me um, and really walking with me. Um, and I'm, I, th- I guess I'm, I feel fortunate to be in this stage of my life where I still have those people. Um, and some of those, th- some of those are new people, but I do agree that when I look at a lot of students, like they probably don't have those really specific relationships um, one way or the other. What would you say? Like, and I'm, I guess I'm, I'm looking more, well, I'm, I guess, I guess all of you really, how do you see those, like those barriers being broken? Cause I think Owen's point is like, 
it is hard to like start conversations and start relationships with people in that way, especially if you know they're not a believer in, in mm-hmm. Jesus. And how, like, how, how have you experienced those conversations going maybe at this point in your life? And what are some ways that we can think about like how to interact with trying to build a relationship where it's like, hey, I want to like, and it sounds kind of like, hey, I want to mentor you because that sounds <laughs> strange maybe <laughs> to well, say to someone. I think it sounds strange, but I think what we've lost as well is being bold. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was exactly going to say that. Like I was working one day basically and this guy by the name of Ryan Arndt, I don't know if any of you know him. He works for Big Life, hmm. whatever. Um, <laughs> so I was working, and he just came up to me and should have asked me while I was at work checking him out what my faith was like. So I think not being afraid to have either failure of being denied or um, just being bold and just being straight up with it because yeah. he has now been mentoring me since then. That's awesome. I was like started this year. Um and has started to get me towards maybe mentoring somebody else, mm. something like that. So it's really helped me grow in my faith, even just him being bold. Yeah. So he, so say that again. So he just like came into where you were working one day. Yeah. So I work at Target, yeah. right? So he, I was checking out his groceries, and he just asked me while I was checking him huh. out. He's like, "What's your faith journey like?" Dang. So we just had a quick little conversation in the middle of Target. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, and that seems like for a lot of us very foreign of a like an interaction to have because oh, it's yeah. like it, was, you don't... it caught me off guard oh yeah i've had that too actually when i worked at, when i first moved out here i was working at big b for a little bit before i was full-time as like a part-time job and i remember someone coming in and i like made him his cat latte or whatever and he's like kind of waiting for his coffee and there's always kind of like a little bit of we're supposed to be kind of chit-chatting with people right as a priest says and whatnot but <laughs> yeah and he just kind of like hey so like um i just want to let you know like jesus loves you man like he said that to me and i was like Thanks, dude. Like, <laughs> and we kind of had, and that just started like a conversation. Mm-hmm. But how rarely, like, does that happen? And and yet, like, something like that, Owen is such a. It feels like you're breaking a social norm, and that led to like a discipleship and a, yeah, and a relationship exactly. with that guy that would not you would never have known that guy had he not maybe followed that prompting mm-hmm. that he felt to do that mm-hmm. in that time. Which I think brings us to another topic where it has to be a prompting. Hmm. I don't think we have to go out in street corners and have a <laughs> megaphone, right? Yeah. Um, I think we need to be in touch with the spirit, which means being in the word, mm-hmm. which means being in the community mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. to be able to get these promptings. Owen, I, I don't know his story, but I'm guessing that he saw you or he didn't see you, um, but God already had that planned out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think he just said, oh, you know, today I'm going to go to Target and do the same <laughs> thing I did yesterday, <laughs> Right. <laughs> He does that um, every day. Just yeah. so <laughs> finally stop him. So I think we need to be in more touch with the spirit. Mm-hmm. And that's a good point to make because, yeah, we we sometimes want a quick solution. It's like, yeah. okay, how do I do this? Well, yeah, it, it'd be easy to say, okay, I'm going to go into stores and I'm going to start conversations with whoever's checking me mm-hmm. out. And then hopefully that leads to discipleship. And, you know, and maybe that is what God's calling you to do. And that's a specific ministry for you. Yeah. Um, but often I think it's, it is. It does require you to to be in the Word and to have mm-hmm. that relationship with God, where you can hear His voice, yeah. and then you can you can follow in obedience to where He's leading you. Right. Mm-hmm. I think even just doing things that are a little bit out of your comfort zone, like can really push you to like like I'm sure it, at least for me that would have been awkward to just mm-hmm. taste someone say something to someone in the store. But like putting yourself in situations that maybe put you a little on edge, just so you can mm-hmm. like have those conversations and start those things is so so amazing. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, like, I'm not embarrassed at all about my faith, but mm-hmm. it it caught me off guard, and it was a little uncomfortable for a second. I'm yeah. like, I have no clue who this dude is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he just gave me a sticky note, told me to connect with him later, mm-hmm. and I did. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a, a experience that has only happened one time in my mm-hmm. life, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it was at a time also where, like, it was the start of corona, all this stuff, so maybe it was, like, start of the struggles, no, I was a little lacking in my faith, um, and that mm-hmm. definitely pushed me right back mm-hmm. into it. Yeah. So, well, I, I like that point um, that you said. Uh, like, yeah, you have to. A lot of times, you're pushed. The Holy Spirit, some for some, it's annoying, but He has a way <laughs> of often what God asks of you is not what you desire in your flesh, mm-hmm. right? And that's kind of even just going back to what you said at the very beginning, Luke, of like. Um, kind of surrendering to the Holy Spirit. Um, there is a difference between what we want to do as people, um, as humans, and I think what we're called to be as Christians. Like there is kind of this dissonance between it sometimes 
um, that we have to sort of fight sometimes. Um, and that's why sometimes we feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times the enemy is fighting against those yeah. urges, right? Like you feel like, okay, I could do that, but man, that's going to be weird. Like that's, what, what if it's mm-hmm. not the Holy Spirit? Then that's just going to be awkward. Mm-hmm. You know, we feel that tension a lot of times. Yeah. Um, and that's that's part of really discerning. Like when you can really discern this is the Holy Spirit, like God's not going to lead us down a path that isn't right, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think you would do a great job at just like talking to people, Jacqueline. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> like I think, I know like... It feel yeah, it does feel awkward, but mm-hmm. you have such a sweet presence that I think you could you can engage in a lot of those conversations with people yeah. quickly, and they would listen <laughs> and be appreciative. You. of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's uh, pretty easy to be scared of mm-hmm. getting judged or um, being looked at funny for what you believe in, even mm-hmm. though you strongly believe in it and you're proud of it. But in that moment, I just felt like this is God calling to me. This is him coming to me telling me like, Hey, you need to get back on track. Mm. Like you're, you're lacking in your faith here. You're losing your faith. Don't stray away from me, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I'd just like to say, what if he didn't do that? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows where you'd be right now? I don't think that far away. Yeah. Um, but if we don't, if we choose not to listen to the spirit, the, those are other people's lives that are being affected as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's that's crazy to think about. Yeah. You know? And we, I talked about this with Laurie Skipper uh, on the last episode about like prayer and um, kind of like how God answers prayers. And she mm-hmm. had this cool story of like basically the same kind of idea. Somebody really blessed her in a way where he probably totally forgot about that the next day. And she remembers that to this day, like 20 years ago, how someone just like randomly kind of did something for her mm-hmm. that really blessed her. Um, and kind of answered a prayer and kind of what we were saying is that, you know, often maybe we, we pray for certain things or we pray for healing for somebody mm-hmm. or we pray, um, yeah, for, for, we want God to like interact with our world and yeah. we want God to, to, to provide something or to f- maybe fix something. And I feel that in our head, sometimes we imagine sort of God bestowing upon us this thing that we've prayed for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in reality, I think a lot of times he just uses people to do it. Mm-hmm. And he, and says, so, so someone is asking for healing or maybe Owen is asking God, like I, I need something to just bring me back to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and he doesn't just give you this warm feeling that you just want to follow God. He puts someone in your life that he's going to prompt using the Holy spirit to like, to help you in that way. And how many times has God wanted to use us to answer someone's prayer yeah. like that? Mm-hmm. And because we're not listening or because we're unwilling or we're scared of the ramifications, mm-hmm. uh, we don't go through with it. Right. Yeah. It's kind of interesting thing to think about how we interact with the spiritual world like that, you know? Um, So, yeah, we're kind of talking about this already, but um, what are you learning about yourself? Um, What are you learning about the world? Um, Or just what are you learning in general through COVID? And how has that shaped you? What are some things that you look at maybe differently today than you would have, you know, January of this year? which I'm sure is a lot of things. Um, yeah. But what are some things that come to mind? I mean, time. So much time mm-hmm. was given to us and taken away at the same time. Um, and I think it was my job, with the help of others, to figure out what is really important in my life. Mm-hmm. Mm, definitely. Um, what should I cut out right now? And what do I need to pursue with everything I have? Mm. Um, And for me, it was a couple relationships that I've talked about a little bit. Um, It was my athletic aspirations. Mm. And it was, right now, my family life. Mm. Um, And I think if, if those things, including my relationship with the Father, are where I want them to be, um, no matter what happens through COVID, through not being able to play sports right now, through not being able to see friends right now, through, I mean, you name it, um, that my life will be on a good track because those five things, six things are what I need and want right now. Hmm. Um, and I'm not going to lie, cutting out the stuff that I thought I needed was very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, but time um, you're not going to get it back. And sitting at home, you could decide to do nothing and just sit on your butt and do yeah, nothing. Yeah. Um, but it was it was a choice that I'm happy I made. Mm. Um, 
and I guess we'll see what the fruits of my labor are in the future. Totally. Yeah. All of us had to kind of wrestle with that of like, yeah, so much of our daily rhythms and routines were kind of taken away and it was like, okay, so what do I actually do with this? Right. Um, yeah, I think that's one thing that a lot of us have learned is, um, yeah, what is, what is necessary and, Mm -hmm. and what is important yet? Um, that we have to interact with in different ways now that stuff has been taken away. Yeah. What do you guys think? Um, yeah. Uh, kind of going off what Luke said, um, I feel like I was always out and, out and about, you know, going, hanging out with friends, all that stuff before COVID. And once COVID hit, I honestly started realizing like how much I was missing at home, mm-hmm. like how much I missed, you know, eating at home with the family just for mm-hmm. dinner, mm-hmm. something as little as that or getting closer with both of my sisters. Um, that was definitely mm-hmm. a good thing because I feel like we would always just come home, say hi to each other, and then go to our respective rooms, you know. Yeah. But mm-hmm. through COVID, being home for months on end with each other, um, I feel that that really um, built my relationships mm-hmm. with them as well. Um, and it also kind of showed who your real friends were, who was still re- connecting with you. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that was a pretty awesome thing about it. But now it's getting a little long. There's that, like, uh, <laughs> relationships with siblings are so unique, I think. Like, I love I love my, my brother and two sisters, like, so dearly. But, oh, there's so many stories of us just, like, you just... I okay, who I talked about this with, but like you know exactly like how to push your siblings' buttons because oh, you yeah. know them so well. So if you want to annoy each other, like it's so easy to do that. Mm-hmm. But it's also such a beautiful thing that you know each other so well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there, I feel like there's no relationships like you do have with your brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Jacqueline? I think for me, it's been gratitude. I so took everything for granted, even like going to school, mm-hmm. yeah. like driving carpool even <laughs> like these things that I maybe weren't wouldn't always look forward to like oh I have to go sit in another class like I was so like done I think I was really burnt out before COVID happened and I think COVID gave me such time to just kind of like rejuvenate and also like it made me super grateful for all the amazing opportunities I had before mm-hmm. and then for like new ways and new things that we did things like I was a counselor in training at Camp Geneva this summer and look, going into it because I didn't last summer I was like this is gonna be so different like this is gonna be awful like I'm not gonna make any friends because we have to be mm-hmm. socially distanced but it was so good and I think yeah. even being distance made us closer together because we all took it such like grateful like we didn't know if we were going to come back the next week for all we know we could get quarantined or whatever I think we were just so grateful and I think at least COVID for me has taught me gratitude for going to school even for however many weeks we got to go like it was so good and I think even my peers kind of reflected that as we were all we were all grateful. Like, I think there was even just a different demeanor of everyone mm-hmm. because we were happy to be there. Yeah, and we didn't sure. know if we were going to come back tomorrow because who knows what's happening. But I think, I've, for me at least, gratitude came out of COVID. And I'm hoping to hold on to that because I think it's yeah. really easy to forget. That's a great point. I definitely agree with that. Um, I think for the first time in my life, I actually miss going to school. Yeah. So <laughs> Isn't that interesting? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I remember last week you were there, Owen, you were kind of Skyped in or however you did it, but, um, the middle school and and high school kind of met and just did some games outside, you know, kind of distance as safe as they could do it. And there was a little bit of discussion about like, obviously like, what should we do? Is And, and we kind of eventually decided like they need like to see each other. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was like, it was just so fun. And Mike and I were talking or I think he shared it with the staff and just saying like, you know, it, it wasn't the best games that we've ever put together. No, um, <laughs> but it was like, everyone had so much fun and you could just see like the desire, like in that group of, of people, like just the love that they had to just like be together again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's an important thing to remember, right. As hopefully at some point we do kind of go back to some sense mm-hmm. of normalcy is to remember the time where you couldn't do that. Yeah. Right. Cause there will be a time where it's like, you know, we can come to school or, whatever that is. Um, yeah. Just remember how important those relationships are. And like, yeah, whoever thought we'd, we would think about taking for granted, just like seeing people, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. but that's like where we ended up. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a really good point. So last question. Um, and maybe th- this is a little bit more personal and, and individual for each of you. Um, but I would like maybe just to end by sharing what is your story with Jesus? Like, could you just share a little bit of how you came to know Jesus personally and then maybe talk to me about where do you see 
your relationship with God moving forward. And it's obviously hard to look forward at all right now in mm-hmm. certain ways, but um, maybe that means where do you feel God pushing you into, into a new place um, for, for all of you? Like, you know, the next sort of the next phase of your life is kind of on the horizon of college and young adulthood and all that kind of thing. Um, how do you see your relationship with Jesus kind of moving forward? Um, um, so maybe like, how did it begin? Um, what, what has been kind of relationship to this point? And maybe where do you see it moving forward a little bit? Um, yeah, if you don't mind if I start, go. it should go soon anyway. So yeah, you do. Um, basically, I've been a Christian my whole life, always gone to this church, but I don't think it was really a big thing in my life until two, three years ago. Mm. And before it was always like, oh, shoot, got to wake up for church on Sunday, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? But yeah, two, three years ago, um, I was at a winter camp for a youth group, mm-hmm. and um, we were in the, I don't know, like the big sanctuary, whatever. Yeah, the chapel. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, and we were all just worshiping, and I remember the person who was singing, um, calling out and saying, like, even if you have already asked Jesus into your heart, um, even if you've already started your faith journey, ask him into your heart again. And I did, mm-hmm. and I it was... It was crazy. Like, I just started, like, I started crying. Like, I had no idea what was going on or why I was crying. <laughs> it was an insane pressure on my shoulders. But, like, there was a pressure, but then I also felt relieved. And I could tell, like, at that moment, like, Jesus is here with me. Mm-hmm. And I just got a calling to, like, this is where I'm going to start my faith journey. So um, <laughs> that I started talking to Mike, who's the youth pastor here. And... um he gave me this book where it was like you read it every day. It has, um, a dev- like it's like a devotion book kind of. Um, so it has like the date you're supposed to read on the specific date, mm-hmm. and it like follows along, and it's like kind of by chapters, um, yep. of like what you're trying to accomplish in this chapter. So mm-hmm. that has really helped my faith journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though I've read it, I still read it every day. Like I still look into it because it's just good stuff. It's good reminders. Um, anyway, so then. I started to lose my faith a little bit when when COVID all started, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's when Ryan came into my life, and I started mm-hmm. Zooming, FaceTiming with him, um, just going through the Word, not every single day. Sometimes it was back-to-back days, but it was more like every other day, mm-hmm. maybe once a week, and we would just go through the Bible, and then we would start to get another person into the, our Zooms or FaceTime calls, and he would start having me somewhat disciple this person along with him being there with me so like guiding me along when I needed help um so we would start doing like not exactly lessons but like um something that you would try and show like what you were trying to accomplish that day I guess um so that was has been really awesome in my life and I haven't talked to him as much now it's more like once a month um because he was out like doing mission trips and stuff yeah. all over the world. Yep. Um, so I started actually talking to uh, one of my friends. His name is Justin. Um, he is special needs, and he um, wanted to learn more about the faith and about Jesus, um, but he sometimes doubts himself and is scared to take the next step mm-hmm. um, into his faith because he's just scared of either what people are going to think or if he is ready for it. Um, so he often gets nervous through that, but that's sure. r- about where I am right now in my faith journey. Yeah. So yeah. working through with Justin and what I can. That's mm-hmm. awesome, man. I think it's, and it's important for you to, to realize and acknowledge the fact that like for all of us, the ups and downs is so normal. And um, God is working in, when you experience some of those valleys and like you'll, you'll have another valley at some point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that God is, is with you. And, um, I think it's through those times that you, there's a lot of fruit that comes out. Like I think this is Justin, Justin. Yeah. Um, you know, who knows what would have happened, you know, had you not been in that place, had that, would that Mm -hmm. have happened? You know, I think, I think God works through those times and, um, obviously we don't want to stay there. Um, but it's, but it's okay to be there. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's, there's still work that's being done in those times, you know? Yeah, I agree. Briefly, do you want to share like, is there anything that you feel like moving forward, like as you move into kind of like college and all that stuff, like obviously it's a lot of unknown, but like how do you see your relationship with Jesus like moving forward? Um, it's definitely even right now hard to think of yeah. what's going to be in the future. Like 
um, where I'm going to be able to go next month, you know, is stuff still going to be closed down. So that definitely varies in how I see where I'm going to be. Mm -hmm. But I'm hoping to um, be in college and still be going through my faith, maybe start sharing to some of my friends, Mm -hmm. um, the new friends that I make in college, um, seeing what kind of like groups and um, outreach that I can do. Um, maybe even start a Bible study like Luke and I had started to think about starting a Bible study for yeah. like the public school kids, you know, kids who are maybe have no faith or just want help or just have a brother there mm-hmm. to talk through their faith with them. That's awesome, so. man. That's so good. I would encourage you in just saying that, like, I think there's something about you that I see such a like a realness and like authenticity in how you talk about your faith. Like you're not you're not trying to show anybody up. And you're not trying to be more than you are. You're just, I think you're a very humble, honest dude. And I think a lot Thank of people, <laughs> I think a lot of people are, are attracted to that. And, and I think you can have a lot of influence on a lot of people your age um, and just your willingness to like follow where God's leading you in mm-hmm. such a, a humble way. So you're awesome, dude. You got to go to work. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to go to work. God's going to go take me to work now. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, have a good, great day there. All right. Yeah, you too. Yeah. See you guys. Peace out. All right, Luke, what do you think here? Well, um, my dad was a church planner um, out of the RCA um, and CRC, kind of a combined church plant. Um, we started out in a small little building with, a, with about 25 of us. That was just a Bible study. Um, and we continued to grow up until the point where we needed a new building. Um, and we found this sweet partnership in a business called Integrated Fabric, Um, which is on Chicago Drive in Zeeland. Um, It was the craziest, awesome experience ever. Mm. Um, We were planted inside of a business with over 16 languages spoken in back and many, many countries. Um, It was a sewing company, so there were a lot of Asian and Mexican um, people there. And um, we got the privilege to disciple them, Mm -hmm. um, where a couple... Um, maybe more than a couple um, actually um, became believers, mm-hmm. which that was that was that's where my faith journey pretty much started. I mm-hmm. always went to Zealand Christian School as well, but that's when my eyes really opened to what um, God's mission really is. Yeah. I'd say um, when my faith journey was at its all-time high um, was sixth grade camp um, when I experienced Him the most. Um, it was a very, very cool experience that I still don't know how to describe. The Holy Spirit laid on my heart that there was a friend of mine that I just knew his name. That's all I knew that I needed to go talk to. Mm. And we were singing some songs at the campfire. Mr. Lau was playing some songs. (laughs) It was great. And I walked over there and said, Hey, would you mind staying for a while afterwards? Um, I just want to talk to you for a little bit. I have no idea why, but just just hang around after. And we got done singing songs, and I was so nervous because I had no idea what I was going to say to this kid. Yeah. And I walked up <laughs> to him and said, you know, God told me to come over here, and I have no idea why. Um, what's going on in your life right now? Mm-hmm. And he told me that his mom actually um, was getting divorced this upcoming weekend, and that mm-hmm. it was a really, really mm-hmm. difficult point mm-hmm. in his life. And I got the opportunity to pray with them and cry with them for like an hour. And that was the most awesome experience that I could finally feel the Holy Spirit work through my life. And that was the first time I got to really notice his presence. Um, Leading on to that, like I talked about a little bit, um, I went to Israel on a rite of passage trip before Mm -hmm. high school and that was a very, very cool experience to walk where Jesus walked and to learn about servant leadership. Mm-hmm. I'd say right now where my faith journey is headed is, like Owen said, I'm looking to start a Bible study mm-hmm. um, with kids from public schools. And um, I'm looking to go to Cornerstone University Sweet. to um, study finance. So I'm really looking forward to building really strong relationships there so that I can go out into the Grand Rapids and college communities to be Christ there. Hmm. Just curious, have you ever taken a spiritual gifts test? I have not. Okay. Um, so your dad is an apostle, yes. which is he's, he's a very forward-thinking <laughs> kind of 
pave the road and go down the uncharted territory. I see that in you. I don't know if, if you've been told that before, but I see an apostolic like presence in you. I have, yes. Yeah. So I encourage you to, where God's leading you, keep keep that that fire going, right? Whatever that means to you is that, and then God is, is going to call you into maybe some places and I don't know, but I, I just see something in you that like you might end up in like very different types of situations than you might imagine if you follow where God's calling you. Um, and I think that's a cool thing. Like that's, yeah. a, that's a cool place to I'm be. I'm excited and nervous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Jacqueline? Okay. So I accepted Jesus at a super young age. I would think I was like four or something crazy like that. Yep. Anywho. And so my parents probably really started my faith. I have amazing, awesome parents mm-hmm. and they pour so much into me and my family. They're pretty and cool. oh my goodness, I could go on and like on forever. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, so kind of for a while, I just kind of like, I mean, I went to the Christian school. I mean, I didn't really, I knew about Jesus and the faith and stuff. And I like was like, yeah, I'm a Christian, but I didn't really like know what that meant to me because I just kind of like did what I was supposed to say, say what I said, write down the Bible answers, that kind of thing. And so I kind of just was doing whatever people would tell me to do. And so then seventh grade, I broke my arm. I know Mm. it sounds so dumb, but (laughs) for me, um, after breaking my arm, I kind of realized like, I wasn't really living a Christian life. Like, like I wasn't doing anything bad, but like I wasn't doing things for God's glory. I was doing it for mine. So like, I was like doing, like I was putting my identity in all these things and I wasn't like looking to Jesus for my identity in Christ and like breaking my arm. I couldn't play like soccer and flute. I mean like earth shattering for a seventh grader, (laughs) but um, like, I think that really put into perspective for me, like where I should be putting my identity. And that kind of just like started a fire in me. And so Mm. then I got to go to Camp Geneva. I could talk about camp forever Mm. too, but um, that definitely really gave me like a good starting point for my faith and like going to winter retreats, kind of like what Owen was saying Mm -hmm. and like camps have just been like really influential for me. Like seeing amazing faith demonstrated really helps me like grow and be like, I want to like, be servant like them and like read the Bible like them and kind of like see how they're doing things really well and kind of like take that in my life. If that kind of makes sense. I don't know. Anywho. So ninth and 10th grade were pretty normal. Again, I go to Holland Christian. So I had some amazing teachers who like would pour into me, which was super great. And then Mm kind of like I was having lots of friend problems in 10th and 11th and even still now. And so it's just kind of like weird to, like, I guess I'm leaning on God to give me the answers and the right words to say and kind of like leading him having lead me like in how to kind of take the next next right step. Yeah. I like to fix things and mm-hmm. I like things to be perfect and good, right. but I'm trying to just like let God do what he wants to do because I know he has a plan for me and I know what he's doing in my life right now is all for a reason, even for things like COVID. Like yeah. it's not like just, oh, here's a pandemic. No, like it's actually <laughs> for a reason and stuff. Yeah, so yeah. right now I'm just trying to like trust God in that he has a plan for my future. He has a plan for me and he knows why he's doing things. So totally. Yeah. That's a, you know, that, that's one of those things that it's it's always easy to say, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to trust in the Lord at this yeah. time. And then something like this happens, and, mm-hmm. and it's kind of tested a little bit. Yeah, like, totally. Do I really trust that God has a plan for me? Mm-hmm. Um, so I just encourage you to continue to really pursue that relationship with him mm-hmm. where, like, nothing's going to shake you because yeah. you have that trust that God is working in you and doing mm-hmm. this and these things around me for a reason, right? Yeah. So, Tyler, yeah. as a guest on this podcast, sure. <laughs> I have one question for yes, you. Yes, sir. What, in a short, short, what is your faith journey Mm. and how are you living it right now? Good question. Thanks for asking me that. Yeah, my faith journey is similar maybe in some ways to to Jacqueline's um, in that I was, I became a Christian and a believer pretty young. I think I was six years old when I accepted Christ. Um, I was with my mom on the couch. I actually still remember that. Um, I think she read me a story or I don't something. And I was like, I don't, I want to do that. Like I want to give my life. (laughs) And so she, she prayed with me and, and I've grown up in a, in a, you know, strong Christian family, you know, for most of my life. And it's definitely been an up and down journey for me. Um, especially I think towards the end of high school, I was, I was probably, that was probably a low point in my faith in terms of, um, I think I, there was definitely a, maybe a year or two where I was kind of just living for myself and Mm -hmm. I, really kind of lost focus of my identity in that way. Um, and then at Taylor University um, is kind of where I maybe refound that, uh, my footing in that way. I took a class called Biblet too, Biblical Literature. It's just kind of like studying the New Testament, and I had a really 
really awesome prof and, and really digging into like the gospel, um, really started to change my life a little bit. And, um, it was around the time I was leading worship in chapel there. Um, just like a, a, as a chapel band that I think my junior year, I led a chapel band as like a worship leader at, at Taylor university. Mm-hmm. And I think I just really began to feel like there was something in that where like I was studying music at the time and I didn't really know what I was going into, but I started to really find myself like finding like my joy and my passion mm-hmm. in this chapel leading experience. Um, not even so much anything else that was going on at school. And I didn't really know what that meant other than just like, I, I, I've always enjoyed music. Um, and I think as my relationship with Christ started to deepen and, and kind of start to really take shape, worship became like an amazing outlet for me in terms of how I express that, um, how I lead other people. Um, and I just started to see that as like, this is, I feel like something that I can do for the kingdom. And, um, yeah, that I, I kind of felt that like, I don't know what that means. I didn't know being a worship leader where that where I could do that. Like, what does that even look mm-hmm. like? And basically, in that process, <clears throat> and this is where like a lot of my faith became became super real. Is how God opened doors for me, even just yes. to be where I am now. Like, I felt that calling, and I felt kind of this uncertainty of like, I don't know what that even means. And then God just sort of like, I didn't even do anything. He literally just kind of pushed me through doors. Um, and so, at this point in my life, obviously, like yeah, there are some things that have been shaken this year in terms Mm -hmm. of like, yeah, some, some hard things that I've had to kind of wrestle through, but, um, yeah, I'm kind of just, I've, in the last couple of years, I've, I've really felt that like, you know what, God has brought me to where I am today and I don't know where he's Mm -hmm. leading me in the future. I I'll say that. Um, I don't know, like in 10 years, where's my life? I have no idea. Um, but I, I have felt sort of this peace, um, even through this year of, of so many things, there's always, there's been, so many things that have been hard, but I've underneath all of that, I felt just sort of this peace and like my trust in the sovereignty of God, um, because I've seen him move in my life. I've seen him move in people that are close to me Mm -hmm. in like really specific ways where I can say like, there is no other explanation other than like God is in control. Um, and so that's kind of what I'm resting in. And I've seen his Holy spirit just do some pretty amazing things even through this time. Um, and so I'm just kind of continuing to, to lean on that and trust that he's in control and he's sovereign in my life and the world. So mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. So I'm going to put you on the spot, Jacqueline. Would you pray as we close out? Oh, goodness. Okay, sure. I love you too. <laughs> All right, let's pray. Dear Jesus, um, thank you for this amazing day. Um, thank you for this opportunity to just dig a little deeper, get to know the people around me, and just to really share our stories and share where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I ask that you just bless the rest of our day. Help us to find you in everything. Help us to be disciples and help us to just look to you for all our questions. In Jesus' mm-hmm. name, amen. 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 You guys are awesome. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I'm signing off for Jacqueline, Luke, and Owen, who uh, who left us about five minutes ago. But um, <laughs> yeah, I hope you guys have a great week. I um, hope this finds you and just an awesome time. Hopefully you guys can celebrate Christmas in some way with your families or maybe it's a smaller gathering this year. <clears throat> maybe we just find peace and joy um, in, this, in this Advent season as we celebrate uh, the gift of Jesus to the world. Um, May you just be blessed uh, this week and uh, this Christmas season. Take care.